tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, are you ready for a high energy good time? I hope so, because you're listening to Nerd Overload, your favorite pop and geek culture show. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Cody. We have a great show for you. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of things to talk about. But first, let's get into some things we've been checking out. The elephant in the room is Captain Marvel. Let's get that out of that, the way. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. Captain that's a Marvel. rude thing to call her. Oh, oh. Uh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, let's talk about Captain Marvel a little bit. Before the show, Josh, you said you hadn't seen it yet. So I don't no. know how... You still haven't seen it? Oh, man. I was out of town all weekend. They have movie theaters all over the United States. I was out of town. <laughs> Beating people with foam swords. Yeah, in like knee deep mud. <laughs> but anyway, we should. Uh, so we'll so we'll get in some light spoilers, but we won't mean, like you, ruin you, the you whole mean, thing you, for you. You mean goose the movie? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, Cody. Okay, what'd you think? I liked it a lot. Didn't super love it, but it was good. I would recommend seeing it. Yeah, yeah, same here. I would definitely recommend it as well. I tell you what, when I came out of the theater, thought it was excellent. The more I've kind of thought about it, the more I've kind of started kind of thinking about, eh, you know, maybe this, maybe that, but like definitely like definite top third of the Marvel films. Yeah. Not like super, super winter soldier Avengers movie level, but pretty high up there. If it would have came out 10 years ago when it should have, mm-hmm. it would have been phenomenal. It would have. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone in the movie did a pretty great job. Special props to all like the supporting characters. Like Fury Nick was Fury great. was great. And the special effects to make him younger were very good. Oh man, yeah. Didn't take you out of the any scene. It no. always worked. It was crazy how probably yeah. the best job they've ever done of that that i've seen in a movie mm-hmm. definitely blew uh, young age jeff bridges from tron out of the water see i was gonna say patrick stewart from x-men 3 uh, but same concept oh that was terrible oh that yeah seemed or terrible young leia in rogue one that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that or... made you feel weird <laughs> it's like oh man that's so cool it's also kind of weird <laughs> you, mean, you mean peter cushing showed up no that, well, that one was that one was all right did you know that the the way they got the model for peter cushing's head was they they had to make a cast mold of peter cushing for the movie top secret the zucker brothers movie with val kilmer from the 80s peter cushing was in one scene and they had to make like a plaster mold of his head so what they did was they found the original mold and like digitally scanned it oh nice. and that's how they got that yeah yeah and I know they also found an actor who had about the same build and about height the same as him. build and height. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to. But no, back to back to Captain Marvel. Now that we've talked about Top Secret. Now we've talked about Top Secret. I mean, hey, <laughs> that's why you come here. Don't don't, don't dog on don't Shazam. Kid <laughs> yeah, you know what? There are some people online that are like, "Oh, who's gonna win, Captain Marvel or the other Captain Marvel?" And it's it's like, not a contest. It's not a contest. They're two very different movies. We're allowed to have two different movies. About... We can enjoy things. Yeah. We can enjoy all things. It's cool. Uh, Let's hope they're both good. Yeah, and then we can I have want... two good times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought the CG looked like most Marvel movies. The CG yeah. special effects looked really good, except for the one or two half second blips where it didn't. <laughs> like most Marvel like movies. Like most Marvel movies. There were a couple spots where Goose was definitely a cartoon. Yeah. And not like the parts where he's supposed to be like un human there was no parts unworldly. that look straight up awful like in uh, infinity war nobody talks about that but there's a couple shots with bruce banner and the hulkbuster 
that are just like the most god awful worst things I've ever seen. See, that's the thing with Marvel movies. It's like they get like 85, 90% of the way with their CG, and then there's like one or two scenes where they're just like, eh, screw it. <laughs> well, like- my, my big thing is Black Panther. That scene where they're fighting for like to see who's going to be the ruler of Wakanda and they do a panning shot of the people up on the mountain like cheering them on. Yeah. And you look at it for a half a second and like they're practically PlayStation 2 models. (laughs) Any less graphical detail, they might as well have been T-posing just standing there (laughs) arm straight. Like she just kind of shimmying back and forth a little bit. It's like whoever does it, like doesn't catch things that are they're supposed to do a second pass on. Yeah, because that's what that Bruce Banner and the Hulkbuster looks like. They just needed to do another pass on it, and yeah. it would have been fine. But yeah, that that's what makes me kind of wonder what's going to be the thing that kind of is lacking in Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they throw out all the stops for Endgame, which they very well could be. I mean, they'll get Howard the Duck in there. Oh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> did so. you did you catch Kelly Sue DeConnick? I did. Yeah, yeah. she's in there. Mm-hmm. Yep, saw Samantha her. Samantha and I both went, it's Kelly Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the couple of Stan Lee things. The beginning made me tear up a little bit. Yeah, it was very touching. That was very touching. And, and then his cameo was hilarious. The, with the, the Mallrats <laughs> script. Yeah, that was great. Was it about the, the things Orange Rock? No. no, he was just saying face front true believers over and over yeah, or he, something like that. He was practicing for his role in Mallrats. Yeah, oh. yeah, he was sitting there with the script on yeah. the bus oh. or something. With like yeah. the logo on it and oh, everything. Oh, it was great. I was yeah. very tickled. That was, yeah, that was very, very good. Mallrats was one of my favorite movies back in the day. Mm-hmm. Same here, same here. Yeah. I, I feel like it probably hasn't aged well, but, but I don't want to go back and watch it and ruin my... I'd rather just keep the memory I have of it in my head. Same with Chasing Amy. I remember Chasing Amy being a good movie. I'm afraid that if I watch it now, it's not going to be a good movie. (laughs) I always thought Chasing Amy was one of the weaker ones in the the canon. Yeah. Well, it was very much his attempt at making an art house movie. Yeah. But it's still a Kevin Smith movie. It it is the weakest of the New Jersey trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also wrote it because he was jealous of the guys that Joey Lauren Adams had dated before him. Yeah, that's like the impetus for that script, anyway. Do we want to get into a tiny, tiny bit of spoilers? I don't want to go through and like hit the movie beat for beat or anything, but we should probably at least talk a little bit about some of the stuff. So, fair warning. Yeah, we're gonna talk some. A little bit, not little really. Bit. I like what they did with the scrolls. Can we just keep it that way? I like, I like yeah. How they I liked what the they did with the scrolls. I liked the. It's I liked, not how uh, you expect. Yeah, I liked Talos, the head scroll. There I, was some really funny stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. I liked him, but it also felt like they were trying to do Taika Waititi style Thor Ragnarok comedy. There were some <laughs> shots in that film that it looked almost as if they had gone. You know how in Justice League they had to go back. And reshot some things to add comedy. Yeah. There were some scenes in this movie that definitely seemed as though they went back after the fact yeah. and punched it up with some comedy Except scenes. Except they were actually funny, unlike Justice League. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> I think that might be part of the thing that I had with Carol in this film. Because one of the things that I kind of noticed after kind of watching it and letting the movie kind of sink in a little bit. There was a definite kind of discrepancy between one scene. She would be like, I don't know what a blockbuster is because I don't know what earth is. And the next scene she's making period type quips. I wonder if it's just her memory slowly coming back and they and, just don't and go that, right out and explain it. In universe, maybe that's the case. But I think in the 
the actuality, like outside of, I think the real reason was because they went back and punched some scenes yeah. up with some comedy. Like they, they did it with Dr. Strange. Too. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, and it happens. It just seemed a little, it worked, but it seemed a little more apparent in this one. Yeah. I think that was my only problem with the squirrel guy. It's like, you seem like you fell out of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, a <laughs> Which little I bit. mean, okay. I okay. love Thor Ragnarok. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's not really a complaint. It's yeah. just that it kind of stuck out a little. I wish the movie was a little more of its own thing. Uh, yeah. It would have benefited from being a little more divorced from the, I understand that they wanted to make her like the linchpin for Endgame, but it seemed like everything they did was basically, Hey, remember this yeah. next one. This next this movie's next gonna be great. Just let Carol stand out. Let it be her movie. Yeah. And I need to see this movie again. Because there again, there are a couple things that I kinda wanna go back and kind of refresh myself on and either reaffirm some of the feelings that I have for it now or like kinda go back and go, oh, okay, maybe I can let this slide. But it seemed how do I wanna put this? Okay, so you know when Wonder Woman came out and it was this amazing movie, not just in general. But like it was really good for young female and female superhero fans of all ages. Well, and my mom said after she came out that she liked the movie, but it didn't give her this like rah rah women yeah feeling see, that Wonder Woman. See, did. that's that that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I think this one did to an extent, but I think Wonder Woman did it effortlessly. Like it did it without having to like really like hammer home like the yeah yeah they didn't have stuff. to play a Gwen Stefani song over a fight scene is what right you're <laughs> right like what a Wonder Woman was able to do effortlessly it seemed as though Marvel was trying and it was very clear that they were trying I hate to pit two female led superhero movies against each other me too and that's not what I'm doing here but, I'm just kind but of you kind of, but it just kind of happens like I was it, doing the same thing when it came out and I'm like well I liked Wonder Woman better and then I'm like they can both they could they, they can both yeah. exist and uh, you know I'm not I'm not arguing that you have to pick one or the other yeah. it's just I think when it comes to being a positive role model for female comic and superhero fans I think Wonder Woman did it more organically and I think succeeded better where Captain was, Marvel didn't. It was a better movie. It, be yeah, it kind of was. Honest. Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> and I think the other thing, and this could be more tied in with the, for lack of a better way of putting it, the controversy that came out surrounding Captain Marvel. But I, at some points, got certain vibes that the Ghostbusters remake gave me about, I, I don't know how to put it without sounding like a negative troglodyte like (laughs) (laughs) just just let it go and we'll see what happens yeah i mean it just seemed as though like the ghostbusters movie there were a couple of scenes where i understand the point is woman power and that's awesome that's super great and i'm and i'm i'm here for it but it had almost a it was too snarky kind of snarky kind of it's like like i said i'm having trouble putting into words but you know what i mean it's like it hit it, but it wasn't quite... It didn't feel as or- organic. Like, yes. Like the, you should smile. Yeah. Bit. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a thing. That's but a thing. You didn't... You it's super didn't, on the nose. Yeah, it was super on the nose. Yeah. It's not, it's not wrong. Yeah. But it also didn't feel organic to the film. Right. Okay, the Ghostbusters movie, the villain is... Man-child. Slubby man-child. Who's like, you can't be Ghostbusters because men do better. And in this, we have Jude Law, who 
is basically saying debate me debate me over and over and because it hit it so on the nose like well i love the part where he's like you know no fireworks fight me man to man i mean that was funny no yeah (laughs) why would i do that that was really funny and i'm glad and it was it was a great scene but it just seemed everything seemed a little bit too on the note too much on the nose and it goes back to the wonder woman thing where i think that they were able to point the point across more organically and not quite as literal. Well, and it, it works mm. better for Wonder Woman because she ha- is a different kind of character. That's true. I mean, she's a goddess and she she does everything perfect, kind of. Kind of. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that. But I don't like what I just said. But yeah, that's not quite. That's not quite. I there. don't want to say she has more depth. That she's just a different kind of person. That Wonder Woman can be everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of who she is. And in this, they're kind of Carol making Carol yeah, everything even, for everyone. Even though Carol's more of a punk. Well, there's a quote from Kelly Sue that I really liked that said Captain America gets back up to fight more because it's the right thing to do. Captain Marvel gets back up and fights more because F you, that's why. And that's who Carol is. And that's great. And it shows in the movie, like in those flashbacks when she's a little girl and people are yeah. telling her, you can't do this. And she's like, screw you. Yes, I can. That That's Carol. And that's not she doesn't have the warmth of like a Wonder Woman, and I don't know. A part of it, she doesn't need it, but yeah. man, I don't. <laughs> I feel like we're just saying words, and we've dug a very deep hole and found no point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> un- well un- unfortunately, the one person that's on this show that I really kind of wanted the opinion of this movie from is not here today. Yeah. Because yeah, because here I, we are. I mean, here we're two thirty-year-old white dudes talking about a movie that's extensively not. For it's, us. It's not for us. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just because we're kind of talking about these kind of criticisms, I guess, of the film doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad movie. It's really good. Oh, it's and I mean, everyone movie. should go see it. I want to go see it again because going back and seeing it a second time with the kind of brand new shine kind of taken off of it and kind of go in and really analyze it. I think that'll do it some good. For my opinion on it. and Yeah, we'll probably hit it again. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was Captain Marvel. You should all go see it. It's really good. And it absolutely is required viewing for Endgame. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, she's a big part of it. Uh, she's like an integral part of it. I thought that Ant-Man was going to be the linchpin, but it very much seems like Captain Marvel is actually going to be the linchpin. Mm-hmm. Although I've heard Ant-Man and the Wasp is also required viewing. Also, that movie is very good. It's Yeah, it should be anyways. It's really yeah. good. I saw that one twice. Yeah. Speaking of which, I wish they would do more with The Wasp. I wish they gave Evangeline Lilly more things to do. Because she's really cool. She's and really cool and good. And the suit design is rad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she should have been in Avengers. I agree. Originally, it should have been Ant-Man that got was. dusted. Oh, oh, you mean like in the new movie? Yeah. Not the first Avengers. She yeah. should have been in the she first, been the first Well, she was too. supposed to be. She's liking the storyboards and stuff. Yeah. But then like they didn't do it because they didn't set up Ant-Man or anything. Well, listen, Cody, we've been talking a lot. Josh, do you have anything to check out? I watched the entire new season of Archer. Oh, cool. Danger Island or whatever. Yeah. Is it good? It's weird. Yeah, well... <laughs> archer i know but it's weird it's weird. late season archer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like they're going full bore with the whole alternate dimension elseworld coma dreams or whatever it is why not if that's what you have to do to keep it fresh do it well yeah. like dreamland was post-world war ii like 
detective like yeah well he yeah yeah la mm-hmm. and this one is just before world war ii on some tropical island danger island yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome apparently under i don't want to say french occupation but it's under the it, it, it falls under the umbrella of the french government okay it's yeah like polynesian island okay cool. uh and <laughs> ray's character is some french dude He's like, like a police officer or something, like police chief of this little island. It's so weird seeing like different characters like in such weird. Krieger's a parrot. <laughs> like he talks in like full like sentences and stuff. And everyone's like, parrots don't. It's like, why does the bird talk? He goes, because he's a parrot. <laughs> and, like, But he'll like comment on things and go, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, it's, I'm, it's so weird. Yeah, I'm glad that they've just taken archer and just gone off the rails with it yeah they're just playing with the characters like they're a cast like a theater troupe yeah pretty and, much at this point yeah. that's really fun and that's, interesting yeah <laughs> i'd uh, like to see him do that with always sunny yeah that would be pretty cool because <laughs> yeah. those characters are so strong like you want to see them put in different weird situations mm-hmm. which is the, why Archer works this way. It has a bunch of strong, really well-defined characters, and you want to see them bounce off each other in different in different settings. situations and I, settings. I can't think of another show that does something like that. Like each season has the same cast, but is completely different storyline. Yeah. American Horror Story. I well, guess that kind of counts. I guess yeah. that kind of counts. Yeah, it's a good idea. I would like to see more shows kind of do that, mm-hmm. especially as they get laid into their runs. Yeah. and start running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't watched Always Sunny in like a long time, but they gotta be getting to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really, yeah. I haven't really watched it in a minute. I've been thinking about going back, but I'm like, I'm already watching like a hundred of the things. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think they should have done that with the fourth season of Arrested Development. I use thought, those characters. And I do thought it in this a was gonna. Pop, I thought this was gonna kind of pop up into a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, Sam's gonna say it's like Arrested Development. I mean, it's it a very has, good show. It has the same like really strong, well-defined yeah. characters that would be funny in different situations. Mm-hmm. Archer shares pretty much a character. Oh yeah. 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 God, she's so funny. Yeah. Jessica Walters. She's she's great. <laughs> yeah, go see a Star Wars. Go <laughs> yeah. see a Star Wars. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but yeah, Danger Islands is it was a weird one. Cyril's a German agent from Oh, that's right. Chris Parnell is on that show, isn't he? That's what he's doing. Yeah. When when he's not do- when, when he's, he's not-, not Jerry. Oh, when he's not Jerry, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or every fish man in Hotel Transylvania three. Or the insurance box. I was going to say the progressive insurance box. (laughs) God, what a weird career trajectory that guy's had. Yeah. I mean, it works for him. Yeah. I mean, it pays pays the bills. He's got more money and he's more famous than me. Uh, Good point. (laughs) I really liked him in Hot Rod, the AM uh, radio guy. God, I love that movie. It's such a good movie. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you got to see that movie. It's great. It's weird. But I love it. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's, a, it's an odd one. Yeah. What's his name? Bill Hader is probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Rod and I'm here to party. <laughs> Nobody parties but me. <laughs> uh. Yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, you should definitely. Yeah. He shows her to the island. And I guess the whole MacGuffin of the movie or the, of the season is there's like this tribal idol like in a hidden in a temple in the jungle somewhere. And a certain German leader wants it. Mm. Ah. I see. And Lana's like some tribal princess who's like acclimated to like modern life or whatever <laughs> and oh you mean the charlie chaplin looking guy he's like don't call him that 
that reminds me, I picked up JoJo again. Oh, you did? And I just oh, watched... Oh, you mean, you, you mean with the world's nicest Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just watched the one where he's fighting, I think it's cars. Oh, And yeah. that German soldier turns out to be a robot. Yeah, he is part robot. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love the first two arcs of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like when it was like still a fighting anime. It's still kind of a fighting anime yeah, as you get going. Yeah. yeah. It just turns into spirit Pokemon <laughs> fighting each other. There's a little there's a little bit on the internet where they talk about like when they talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it goes where they learn special breathing to fight the vampires <laughs> until they teach the ghost to do it. <laughs> like, it feels like a show I should not like. I'm like, this is the dumbest crap I've ever seen. But it's so good. But yeah. But it comes back around to it's, being like this is so ridiculous that mm-hmm. like especially the whole especially the the whole Joseph arc is so goofy. Oh, just wait till you get to later seasons with Giorno. Oh, I am. I'm in yeah. that season. Oh, it's yeah. The show is just like two buff guys telling each other what they're gonna do, and then they do it, and then it <laughs> either works or it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Or 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 you think something really bad happened, but then you're like, but actually, this is what I did to keep that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like two six-year-olds playing on the playground. Like, well, you can't do that because I have a special armor that blocks your bullets, so it bounced off of me. And I could I could stop time. <laughs> yeah. But but I have a force field. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called it's named after a rock song. <laughs> this is cheap trick. Oh man! Actually, I think cheap trick is an actual yeah, cheap trick. That's a cheap, thing. Cheap, yeah, cheap, cheap trick is a. Uh... Yeah. There was a point when JoJo and cars were falling off of a cliff, and they're like, "We only have five seconds before we hit the ground," and they continued to fall for a solid four or five minutes. <laughs> In Showtime, it was at least five minutes. It's so they dumb. Were still falling. Yeah, it's so dumb, but I love it. Oh man, the stand King Crimson is nuts. Like. <laughs> His power, like he can cut out the time that it takes for you to make a decision to do something and you jump directly to the result. <laughs> well, what, abs- what, what about that is absurd? Like what, the way he just dis- like he uh, demonstrated it was all of a sudden one of the characters had a red lollipop in his mouth because he <laughs> cut out the part where the guy put the red lollipop into his mouth. Well, what about in the season right before George and O? Was it Steel Ball Run or Diamond is Unbreakable? Diamond is Unbreakable. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's another thing. Steel Ball Run is Cannonball Run. It's Cannonball Run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. What's this face? Okamatsu or whatever has the his stand like erases space or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. He can like pull things closer to him by erasing the space. Er- erasing the space in between. Yeah. Or he can just erase something on a piece of paper and it like it was never there. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's so weird. It's when, so great though. When people make fun of dumb things the anime does, this is that show. <laughs> this is that show. It's dumb this thing the anime. Yeah. yeah. It's even dumb things for anime though. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's why I enjoy it whereas I don't normally enjoy anime. This is like I love the dumb, ridiculous, when, stupid stuff. When Joseph is training with Lisa Lisa. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing in dub, so it's all weird. Not dub, oh, but the uh, dub is awful. But, no, yeah. I wa- I've been watching the dub, mm-hmm. and yeah. it makes it funnier because the dub is really bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched it in sub, and when he peeks on her in the bath, and he's all like, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then, spoiler alert, it's 
really creepy later. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's good reason for that to not be so nice. Like like worse than like Luke and Leia kissing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we get back, we'll talk about some news. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us. Things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now.
Hey, we're back. That was Just a Girl by No Doubt. So we played that because Captain Marvel, it seemed like a slam dunk. Yeah. It's a great <laughs> song, too. I, I love yeah. this No Doubt. Oh, yeah, definitely. Although, Spiderwebs. I actually like that yeah, one. It's probably my favorite. Better song. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Tragic Kingdom. Good album. Yeah. Their, their early stuff where they were an actual ska band with like a horn section and stuff in the background. <laughs> I like that too. But then again, I'm a sucker for ska. So. <laughs> anyway, let's get into a little bit of news. First up, we have on the list, let's just talk about some Nintendo stuff. They did a big like half hour long indie presentation for all the indie games coming to the Switch. And there are a lot of really good looking indie games coming uh, to the a Switch. A lot. I don't usually pay real close attention to a lot of indies, but... There was some good stuff here, a lot more than we could probably list off and get through in this yeah, episode. Yeah, we got a lot of but, other stuff to cover. We're not going to do what all are, of But what it. are some of the highlights? I know for me, uh, Cuphead coming over to yeah, the Switch was a really big one. Seems like it should be a bigger deal than it is because that's a Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And PC, but all Xbox games are also uh, on PC. PC, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a big deal. Not only... Does Cuphead really kind of seem like it uh, lends itself to being a mobile game really, really well? Yeah, especially yeah. with the two-player Joy-Cons on one, that that would work really well for Cuphead. Mm-hmm. It also, yeah, like you mentioned, it's a really big deal just in the fact that it's being played on something it, other than a Microsoft it, It's just like system. Microsoft really doesn't care about having exclusives anymore. Like, And I don't know why. I, yeah, I don't know. But not only does it make me more interested in seeing what else Microsoft brings over to the switch. Please bring sea of thieves, please. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it that much more likely that I think we're going to see banjo Kazooie on in smash. Smash. Yeah. It seems more likely now than it ever has. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what were some of the other indie games, indie titles? Oh, let's see. There was the one from the uh, folks at double fine. Tim Schafer's studio. Oh, it's called yeah. Rad. Rad. That looks really good. It's very, like mutant kind of adventure, not adventure game, but like kind of like Zelda-esque, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mutant type a, a little bit. Yeah. Where you, you get different like body parts and monster parts and stuff and go on some sort of adventure, yeah. I suppose. And the animation looks really, really nice and clean and fluid. And it's all like bright neon. Like it has a very like 80s, early 90s it reminds aesthetic. me of Turbo Kid. Yes. A lot like Turbo Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's being directed by Lee Petty, the guy that did uh, Headlander, and Headlander was a really good game. So this should be pretty good, too. Yeah, cool. I'm really excited about Castle Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the presentation, but they did recently announce that the Castle Crashers is getting remastered and coming out on the Switch, which is perfect for the Switch. Sure. Well, remastered again. Did they already do, they didn't do a remaster. They did for Xbox One. You sure that wasn't just the same game? <laughs> well, supposedly it was a remaster because oh. they added in the whole barbarian, the barbarian update thing. Ah. Uh, Either way, I love Castle Crashers. I used to play it a lot. It's a good beat 'em up. It's a great beat 'em up. There's not a lot of great beat 'em ups, but this is one of them. <laughs> also, the fact that Behemoth said they're working on their fifth game, and I'm like, man, they get weirder and weirder with each one. <laughs> I never played their. What was their last one? Was Pit People? Yeah, Pit People was pretty neat. It looked neat. Mm-hmm. They're a good studio. I like those guys. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for Fist? No. Okay, so it is a game in which it has a very Final Fantasy VII like art aesthetic. I think it's being called Diesel Punk, which I think is kind of a neat That's a good description, description of for Final it. Fantasy VII. Yeah. Too. <laughs> but you're basically this anthropomorphic 
rabbit, kind of like Usagi Yojimbo, but you have a giant robot fist that is like attached to your back, like a big robot thing that you punch. So like with Minna's hair, a little bit, yeah. And you're beating up a bunch of it's it's a beat 'em up basically. And at the end of the trailer, the fist turned into a giant drill. So it has like upgrade and like morphing ability kind of things. And it just the aesthetic looks really cool. Like again, neon lights, like sparking and like, it just looks like Final Fantasy seven, basically. <laughs> but I like that, the look of that. So yeah. Uh, that I did a rod dog. That looks interesting. That game looked really cool. It was yeah. called Red Lantern. Red Lantern. Yeah. And uh, very obviously Ashley Birch's voice in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it looks kind of cool. Like a cool, like. Did they say it had roguelike elements? I don't I know. Almost have to. I, I feel like I feel like throwing like the words like rogue roguelike out there are just a way to get like people excited about indie games. <laughs> no, I'm serious because I can't tell you how many indie games I see like with roguelike elements. Yeah, they're they're way overused now. Yeah, if By they're rogue, used to... roguelike, we mean procedurally generated. Is that yeah? The, yeah, basically, there's an element of randomization. It's randomization. Involved. Yeah, I don't remember if it said it had it or not. Because a lot of them did. It would be neat if it did. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the type of game that would, I guess. But it's a, it's about finishing the Iditarod, which right. is a cool concept for a game. And it had a cool graphic style, too. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it told a good story. So that that one looked cool. Uh, Ooh, from the makers of the Tomb of the Necrodancer. I was going to save that one for last. Oh. <laughs> I'm just, which I don't know. We might be done. We might be done <laughs> with them for now. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Uh, Katana Zero looked really cool. That was the Samurai Rewind Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does it, look pretty good. It looks like Hotline Miami, but a platformer. And mm-hmm. I'm here for that because sure. I loved Hotline Miami. And I also like cool samurais. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yep. I feel like I'm forgetting a good one. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we're missing just, him. Well, but... let's just get the, once again, the elephant out of the room. Yeah. The guys who made uh, Tomb of the Necrodancer, which was this weird... Crypt of the Necrodancer. Or Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, This weird music beat game that was... (laughs) Roguelike. Roguelike, yeah. Which it is. (laughs) That one definitely is. Uh, Also with like dungeon crawling elements where you're you're fighting monsters to the beat of the music. It's a weird little game. Anyway, for some reason, they're putting out... It's called The Cadence of Hyrule. And it's Zelda-themed with some of the characters from Crypt of the Necrodancer in it. Yeah. And that's cool. The full title, I think, is Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer featuring the Legend of Zelda, which is a mouthful. It is kind of a mess. I mean, but, yeah, it's like a rap album. Yeah. <laughs> which Zelda has some good music, mm-hmm. and that remix of whatever song that was that they played in the trailer is awesome. It is. So I'm excited for it just for the music alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sprite art is also gorgeous. It's also too. very, very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks so. It looks so good. I'm so. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably the first like like side Zelda game I've been excited about for a long time. It's kind of super a big deal to see Nintendo yeah. let an indie developer use one of their franchises, and also that franchise is Zelda. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're letting someone else play with their toys. Yeah, and not and not like. Ubisoft. This is just some dudes from Canada that made a cool game. Yeah, this is no Hyrule Warriors. This is like, yeah, yeah, this is a big deal. I hope they continue to do it. I would Mm -hmm. love to see, I don't know, Edmund McMillan's Super Mario Brothers. I was just going to say Yacht Club's Mario Brothers. Yeah. Oh, man. Yacht Club's Kid Icarus. Oh, that would be really good. (laughs) Kid Icarus featuring Shovel Knight. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, they would fit right in there. (laughs) Uh, The guys who did Guacamelee 
makes a Metroid. Makes a Metroid, yeah. Because yeah, it's basically a Metroid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Guacamelee. That's a great I should game. actually finish that game. Yeah. I still need to play the second one. I haven't played the second one either. I never finished the first one. <laughs> Guacametroid. <laughs> where, where Samus is a luchador? Guacamelee 3. I forget the main character's name in Guacamelee. Juan. Juan. Well, yeah. Juan of SR388, <laughs> Guacamelee featuring Metroid, Super Metroid. <laughs> Guacamelee uh. Prime. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the strongest showing of indie games I've seen in a, a long time out of Nintendo. Like, this is good stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, this is the first indie direct that they've done in 2019, and it seems like they've really just kind of sat and saved up on, like, everything. Like, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And all, almost all of it was, like, new stuff that we'd never heard of before. Yeah, almost no ports, which is surprising. Yeah. Especially for the Switch. Especially but- since we've got a lot of them come out in April. Which is great because Nintendo's got nothing. Yeah. There are no major first-party releases through all of April. <laughs> what is the next first-party release? Next one is Yoshi's Crafted World. Eh. Mm. Which actually, I was kind of eh on it, but I played the demo and actually really loved it. So, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. it's a Yoshi game, and sure. I do like those. You, but yeah. The, uh, the way it works, playing through the level again with a different angle on it is mm-hmm. a cool concept. It's, yeah. It does seem like a cool gimmick, sure. And there's different, like, one of them play through it again at a different angle and find three poochies, hmm. and that's kind of neat, or find three just hidden objects in the background. Oh, that's cool. Try the demo. I mean, it's free. It's only one <laughs> level. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked Woolly World, though, too, so your mileage may vary. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, isn't that a giant robot one coming out sometime soon, too? The one that's basically Armored Core? Oh, Daemon X Machina? Yeah. I think. Okay. I never played the demo of it. I just never got around to it. I've heard it's really good, and there's a whole element of you can pop your character out of the mech and run around just as a person, and as you add upgrades to the person, you lose humanity. Huh. That sort of thing. So it seems like there's going to be elements of like humanity versus being a machine kind it, of it thing. It seems like a game that will be right up my alley. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely interested in it when mm-hmm. it comes out. I don't mm-hmm. know why I didn't play the demo. And I Yeah, I think you can still download the demo. Can you still? I think so. I think I'm going to have to get around to it. Yeah. And I mean, play through the demo, and then they actually ask you what you thought of it, and I think they're still partially developing parts of it. So, yeah. Well, moving on from the indies, but not quite off of Nintendo, Konami actually had a bunch of announcements. They announced a bunch of retro collections of old games, which, great, bring them, bring them on. That's great. They're doing a Castlevania one. Yeah. Honestly, uh, that's that's the good one. That's the, uh, that's the one that's I'm the looking That's the best one, yeah. yeah. That's going to have eight games in it. They only announced four of them, mm. and they're like your four basic starter Castlevanias. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, speculation time. What are the other four? Oh, I don't know. It's a tough call because they did just re-release Rondo and Symphony. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to double dip on that or not. I hope they do. Yeah. Because they didn't release that on the Switch. This would be I, the first time those games would be available on the on I a would, Nintendo console. I would love to play Symphony of the Night on my Switch. So. Yeah, same here. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the one with Soma Cruise, what's the Oh. the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but definitely. Yeah. That one seems There's like two a of lock. Those. There's, yeah, there's two of those, but I think the there's one that's good and the other one is 
more of the same. More of the same. <laughs> what, hope... what if they put uh, Castlevania 64 on there? You know, I'd kind of be stoked. Yeah. I kind of want to play that. Yeah. Uh, well, they put the PlayStation 2 one that's goofy as all get out on there. Uh, Lamont of Innocence. <laughs> which I think is an all right game. I think mm. it got a rough... I can't think of the word. Was that the 3D one? Yeah. I'll kill you and the knight. <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, what if they just put the fighting game? Judgment? Yeah. Ooh, that was a... That was it a was rough. rough. It was fun. Yeah. Like, it was fun just to play fun for a what it is. goofy fighting game, but yeah. it was also, yeah, it was not great. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see the uh, Death Note guy redesign a lot of the characters. Yeah. I honestly think there's a chance that Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood will end up on there. If for no other reason than Richter being in yeah. Smash well, and that, Richter like, Belmont is the main character of that. Honestly, like, the two, the most important Castlevania games are probably... Dracula's Curse, mm-hmm. Rondo of Blood, mm-hmm. and Symphony of the Night. Those are the ones. <laughs> yeah. So those ones, I imagine, to have a complete collection, I think you'd need those ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the other two that, yeah, what are they going to be? I think Belmont's Revenge was on there, which is a weird poll. That's a, weird That's a one. Game Boy one. Yeah. I hope Order of Ales- Ecclesia? Ecclesia? Was Simon's Quest on there? I think so. Yeah, but that's the that's like the last DS one they did mm-hmm. with the girl with the tattoo on her back. That was a really good one, and I hope that's in there. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, moving on from that, they also did a Contra collection. Which, yep. Heck yeah, Contra rules. Contra's pretty great. Um, it'll probably have what one, two. Well, I mean, Super Contra, Contra, Super Contra, Super C. Yeah. Um, I hope it has the way for way forwards Contra Four. That'd be cool. Because that was really good. Mm-hmm. Will it have the weird PlayStation Contra Legacy of War? <laughs> I guess, I mean, I they announced the four, just like they did with Castlevania. They announced four, four and them. I don't know what they are. I'm going to look them up real yeah. quick. Well, while you're looking those up, the other one was, it's like a shooter. Yeah, they call it, it's called like their arcade collection or something. Mm-hmm. And it's a collection of different like bullet hell style games. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the side-scrolling, or the yeah. uh, top-scrolling shooter types. Yeah, which I can't remember the names of any of them. Not that many people know him because no one, no one really plays that genre. Well, I think again. Like Gradius was in there, and there was like I don't think Gradius was oh, in there. Maybe not Gradius, but like that style of game. If, if Here, it was I'll, I'll read to you right now what's going to be on there. Okay, Haunted Castle, which takes that out of being in the Castlevania collection. Yeah, it's like the proto Castlevania. Right, a game called Ajax. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Gradius, Francis. Gradius Two, mm. Life Force. Thundercross, Scramble, and Twinbee. Twinbee, yeah, there we go. Those are all really good if you like shmup games. Those mm-hmm. are all good ones. Twinbee's hard. Twinbee. That's the one with the bells, right? Yeah, that one That one pisses me off. <laughs> That's, yeah. You can play that on the NES online thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Contra games are the arcade version of Contra, the arcade version of Super Contra, Super C for the NES, and Contra 3, the Alien Wars for Super NES. Okay. Oh, man, I remember Alien Wars. I used to play that one all the time. Yeah, that's probably one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. I hope it has Contra Hardcore, the Genesis one, because that rules. Mm-hmm. And maybe the there's a couple of PlayStation 2 Contras that are really good. Yeah, that would be really awesome if we can get those. Uh, another Castlevania one they should have is uh, the Genesis one of that Castlevania Bloodlines. Oh, yeah, That yeah, one's yeah. really good. That is pretty good. Yeah. So... All good. Good job, Konami, for not for doing something that doesn't suck for once. That's not a pachinko machine. Yeah, I mean that's that's a little negative and harsh, but, but I mean, I God. mean, it's come on. Yeah, yeah, they deserve everything they get. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, let's uh, let's actually. Why isn't there a Metal Gear collection, you guys? <laughs> actually, there was. <laughs> Why aren't they doing it right now? Yeah, there was there was one, and it was on the PlayStation it, Three. The, no, there was a PlayStation Two box set that had Solid Two and Three in it. I own it. Yeah, <laughs> I own more than one copy of Metal of uh, Snake Eater because of it. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's uh, step away from uh, games for just a minute because we're running a little short on time. But uh, let's talk about some movies uh, first some, up. Some hot movie news. Some hot movie news. First up, Bill and Ted 3. Bill and Ted Face the Music. It's actually going to happen. I think it's actually going to happen. Yeah. They're Keanu filming Reeves it like this summer. Alex Winter did a little bit. Vid- that's his name, right? Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Yeah. Did a little video where they're like, hey, I guess we're going to do it this summer. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves was very floppy. He's <laughs> like, yeah, so we're going to do the movie, I guess, maybe. He, we're going to film it. He kind of slid into a character. He did the- a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it, it was weird. He looked like John Wick, but, but he, he acted like Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah. <laughs> it was very jarring. I'm so stoked for Me this too. movie. Me too. It should have happened like forever ago. It should, it be should have happened a, It should have happened like 15 years ago. It should be such a gimme. But... For a movie franchise that is based around time travel, you can really film a sequel whenever you want. Yeah. Because time travel. I tell you though, like Keanu Reeves hasn't really aged too much. That's because ne- he's a vampire. But... Neither is Alex Winter. Uh, he I, looks almost the same. I don't know. They're vampires. Guys. That's it. I thought I thought his face looked a little bit. There's, I mean, mm. there's a picture of like like an old timey painting where it looks exactly like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So he's a vampire like I Nicolas saw. Cage. And I mean, Alex <laughs> Winter was in The Lost Boys. So he so literally he is, was a vampire. actually was a vampire. <laughs> I forgot about that. He was he was one of the one of the random vampire, vampire boys. One one of one of the Lost Boys. Yeah, that's it. And Captain Hook showed up. I'm a vampire. <laughs> you know, I I had I had the the pleasure to explain that movie to my girlfriend. Vampires oh, Kiss, Vampire's the greatest Kiss film so... ever made. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> I would say it's probably a worse movie than Troll Two. I would say yeah. It's I, like I would up agree there. With that. Like the choices they make in Vampire's Kiss are as equally baffling they're, they're as baffling. they are in Troll Two. Yeah. Oh my god, he chases the receptionist around his office. <laughs> Where he yells the alphabet. Yeah. yeah. And not just like a couple letters. The entire <laughs> alphabet. All twenty six letters. Yep. <laughs> if we had time, I would say edit that in right now, but we, we probably won't have the time. We might. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. How could somebody misfile something? What could be easier? It's all alphabetical. You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Huh? That's all you have to do. All right, let's move on to some other movie stuff. So... The Suicide Squad movie that was originally announced as kind of a sequel. It's not a sequel, as it turns out. It's a reboot. They're rebooting it already. Yeah, it's has been less than we're gonna reach like five years. Reach the ultimate point where they're announcing movies and their reboots at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like Don't call it a comeback. The first one was bad. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I'm all for giving movies a, a do-over if it if they do a bad job, but this just seems a little soon. 
That's how I felt about uh, the remake of Death at a Funeral. Yeah, yeah. Because they were so close together. Two years apart, maybe. And even for people who thought that Spider-Man Homecoming was too close to the Amazing Andrew Spider-Man Garfield. 2, <sighs> like, this is, like, way crazier. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess the first one was, like, real It was real bad. bad. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, you know, they were going to use it as a springboard for their Joker movie and, like, spin off all their other characters and stuff. But now that's not going to happen. They're going to recast everyone. I guess they've already cast Idris Elba as Deadshot. Are they going to recast Margot Robbie? See, that's that's the thing. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Because, I really wouldn't want them to. Well, they're already halfway through filming the... Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey movie that is a direct spinoff of the first Suicide Squad movie. So we could potentially have a spinoff of a previous movie followed the next year by its reboot. (laughs) That's some X-Men logic right there. And (sighs) I felt like of the things that worked in Suicide Squad, Margot Robbie Robbie was was probably one of them. Yeah, She was one of the few things that actually worked. Although I'm excited that James Gunn kind of gets carte blanche to do it right. Yeah. I mean, if anybody can make a good Suicide Squad movie, it's James Gunn. It yeah. seems right up his alley. I look at Guardians of the Galaxy. Speaking of which, he's back on Guardians 3. Yeah. So we've got James Gunn's out here working both sides of the superhero he world. He is hustling. I tell you what, <laughs> he is. Well, he's he's working three sides because he has Guardians 3. The Suicide Squad, which is that's what they're calling it, The Suicide Squad, to differentiate it because it's so different. And Brightburn. Which is his own thing. Which is yeah. his own thing. Like he, he could potentially have his own cinematic universe. Really could. The James the James Gunn cinematic universe. Yeah. When he comes out with Bad Bat, mm-hmm. the sequel to Brightburn Bad Bat, where it's like Batman but he's bad. But he's a bad Batman. Yeah. Is, so they is, call it, it Bad Bat. Is isn't that just Owlman? <laughs> Well, I mean, evil Superman is not a thing they've never done before either. <laughs> I wonder if in Brightburn they're going to make a reference to Rain Wilson as Super in well, the, Super uh, Crimson the, and something. We're talking about yeah. a, a split situation here. We're kind of talking a about secret, a secret spinoff. Yeah, same universe sort of situation. Yeah. Let's see. Do we have any other movie? We should probably hit this Google thing real quick. Yeah, let's kind yeah, of burn up the internet. Yeah, let's go, ahead, let's go ahead and do that. Google announced their own like gaming platform. It's not really it's not a console, but it's a service where they're gonna stream games at you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a big deal about it. Kind of what PlayStation Now is. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what PlayStation Now is and what OnLive was. Yeah. But they're acting like it's this they had this brand new genius idea for streaming video games and they it has their own like Google did I say what it's called? It's called Google Stadia. That's the what they're calling the mm. service. And it has its own little controller which looks like a DualShock PlayStation mm-hmm. controller. Yeah. An ugly one too. Yeah. I, it's a good idea. I mean, sure. people don't want to drop $300 for a game console or thousands of dollars on a powerful PC to run these games at full 4K resolutions. Yeah. But the internet infrastructure of the country we live in does not support the bandwidth to stream 4K video. Yeah, I'm really concerned (laughs) about the feasibility of... I mean, unless Google's decided that they want to extend their Google Fiber Optic, like... To everyone nationwide. nationwide, yeah, it's not then it's not gonna work. Oh man, I mean. I'd be all about that though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd be down. Yeah, same here. Heck yeah, 
but i think they said you need like 25 megabits per second yeah well i couldn't do it yeah exactly most people couldn't do it yeah you have to live in like a big city or something to get that kind of pipes Mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean unless you want to spend a couple hundred bucks here in town yeah like you marion would just be totally locked out of this and i mean google is building a data center like and literally an hour away, so we sure. would be close to those fat Google pipes where this We'd game be close, would but we wouldn't be getting it. Yeah, it's so, just not. I don't think it's feasible. It's the center yeah. staring at us from from its side of the fence. <laughs> and I don't understand why they think it's going to work so well, being that people have tried it before. You know, on live was a thing. Mm-hmm. Gaikai was a thing. PlayStation now continues to be a thing, and it's yeah. not burning up the. It's yeah. honestly not that World. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I have it. It's not great. I mean, listen, if anyone's going to pull it off... It's Google. It's yeah. Google. So I guess they have a, an extra step in the right direction. But yeah, it's. I'm very suspect about it. I probably won't get it because I'm not going to take the chances of buying like a, the data whatever... And not be able to use it. Yeah, and well, then you don't own anything. That yeah, you, so that's, any that's, games you buy on it. That's the like, other thing. I don't. I'm I'm weird, and I still like physical because what happens if all of a sudden your internet goes down, or they decide that a game that you bought is no longer going to be available oh, for like whatever the, reason? The Wii, the Wii eShop. Yeah, you can call it the eShop. I, we wear whatever. We wear. That's gone. You can't. Yeah. If you bought any of those, time's up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I trust Steam. Sure. And that's about it. Like, <laughs> And I mean, I don't even trust Steam that much. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it's made so much money now, it's not going anywhere. True. <laughs> that's true. But, uh, well, stuff like Xbox Live games, when they transferred over to Xbox One, they didn't have backwards compatibility at first. That kind of sucked. Yeah. I mean, they eventually did it with most of the games, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I'm just not... I'm just not real, real too many hyped balls on this one. In the air on this one right now. They haven't said enough. If it was like super cheap. Mm-hmm. But also there's a lot of genres where this just won't work for because you need frame perfect yeah. input and Find, you're not, finding games. Yeah. You would yeah, this would not work for you. Rhythm games won't mm-hmm. work either because you need frame perfect input. Yeah. And when you're streaming to a data center and back, your input's not going to be. Always There's going to be a delay. There's always going to be a couple seconds lag. Even if you don't totally notice it, it's still going to be there. Yeah. Yep. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email, staff at nerdoverload.com, you know, with your ideas and, and stuff you want us to talk about. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which has content on it. New content. Sam's I've been hard at work making videos for you. I've been streaming those those games. Come guys, watch me play b- video games badly. Watch him play Zelda for our new podcast, Nerd Overload Super Game Club, coming soon. Coming very soon, yes. I kind of doing a comic a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah might as well mention it. Sure. Fet got fired. <laughs> Twitter.com slash Fet got fired. Yeah, they're pretty funny. It's pretty good. I like I, I like where the story's going. I'm curious to see where it goes from there. You can also find this show on all sorts of places. You can find podcasts online, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, a whole bunch of other places. And we also have sell t-shirts, bit.ly backslash nerd overload T. That's T-E-E. Working on some more designs, still plugging away at that. Hopefully, here in the next week or so, we'll have something up there. And yeah, I think that pretty well covers everything. Is that right? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pizza out. Yeah, That's pizza the thing out. I say pizza out. Yeah. Bye. Pizza out. <laughs>